What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lesson Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Digital Relaxation, and we are back again for the new year um, and new episode. <laughs> and hopefully, it's constant. Um, well, funny thing about this being the episode for the new year, we are going to be talking about last year again. <laughs> um, I wanted to guess go more in depth with it um, because I had guests on my last episode and of course i wanted to give them the floor um but yeah so before we get into that um yeah you know you guys like what you hear what you're gonna hear um it's your first time finding this podcast or you are someone who just found out that i'm alive still (laughs) um please be sure to share this podcast let them know that i'm still here and i just knocked the mic a couple of times earlier so y'all might hear that um yeah let's get into it um so yeah as usual um what i'm currently into not much (laughs) um i'm actually uh in terms of like gaming of course um i'm playing (laughs) funny enough i talked about uh what i was doing last time and i'm going to get into that when i get into the gaming section um but i'm playing Baldur's gate 3 um so this game um i don't i don't know what i don't know how it happened or what it i'm like i think this is something i need to deep dive with myself or something and really like figure out where this turning point happened in my life where i grew up on playing runescape like the whole that setting of like you know the medieval whatever knights and wizards and sorcery and all of that good stuff was like you know that was the thing and that was my game like i used to like literally live on there like i'll be on my mother's laptop because i never had my own and like the fucking <laughs> the thing would get so hot like burning my lap because i had it sitting on my lap and i'm like i right, like <laughs> i had to put something on top of my lap so it could be on top of him like i used to sit there it's like freaking roast my mother's laptop just playing runescape with my cousin and friends um but fast forward to Baldur's gate 3 and it takes place in the same setting like the same setting style of like knights and wizards and all of that like you can customize your character or whatever and that's like the setting of this time period and before i do that um let's rewind again to the witcher 3 the witcher 3 also has the same setting and for some i don't know when this happened but for some reason i just got a big disconnect from that setting uh when games are like put in that time period and i just don't find myself enjoying it like i enjoyed runescape and i think maybe part of it is because runescape is a mmo and most of the fun came from hanging out with my friends and you know we just doing random stuff and um doing random rps and stuff to spice up the adventure and whatnot but it was still a simple basic a just grind your character and make them strong it's the same thing you do in just about all of these games like just grind your character and do missions and quests and yeah um so 
Witcher 3 came out, and I don't know why. I don't... I want to... I want to talk about why... This this is the second time this has happened. Uh, Witcher 3 came out and took the game in the world by storm for a good moment. Like, CD Projekt Red became like a household name in game, game devs and whatnot because of that game. And then, of course, they dropped Cyberpunk, uh, which I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and I never heard of The Witcher 1 or The Witcher 2 or none of that. And then I just peeped that they recently, like, not recently, but when Witcher 3 was, like, at its peak, they, like, dropped Witcher 2 um, for, like, because I guess it came out on 360 and it was like, oh, you could backwards compatibility. And they, I think they dropped it for free or something like that. And around this time, this is when I started getting into um, listening to um, podcasts, you know, gaming podcasts specifically. And even they was talking about it and i'm like everyone loved this game and I, I'm, I, I'm not sure if it did but i feel like it may have one game of the year which fast forward to just this recent game awards Baldur's gate one game of the year um but yeah they, so i'm like everyone's liking this witcher game i never you know i don't know anything about it like when the heck did one and two come out <laughs> um but three just came out i know and like i said just took the game and we're about storm so I was like making it my mission to like, I need to get Witcher 3 to understand why everyone is hype about it. And that took me on a wild journey. <laughs> um, I bought Witcher 3. I had the original Xbox One, um, the big, <laughs> I'm not even gonna finish that cause that's gonna sound wild. <laughs> but the original one, <laughs> you know what the original one looked like, then you know what I'm gonna keep saying. Uh, um, but yeah, I had the original one. <laughs> I, I got the game and I put it into um, like you know that's the you gotta install the game first before you can play. I hate this stuff. Um, and for some reason it wouldn't like register the game or whatever something's wrong with it. And I got a use from GameStop. I think it's like probably one of the last games I ever bought from GameStop too. Um, nah, I'm lying. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm like yo. Oh, and this is, oh my lord, this is before I had a car, bro. And that walk to GameStop is not, it's not a, it's not a quick one, bro. So I, I hiked to that. <laughs> I'm like, I got to hike back <laughs> and tell them like, no, I don't even think I did. I think I probably used my dad's car, whatever. I had time to use it. Um, and I was like, yo, um, this game ain't working. <laughs> um, can I get another one? Um, I got another one and same issue. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, is, is something wrong with the game or is something wrong with my Xbox? I'm like, it can read this fine. If I put in another game, it read my disc fine. But of course, those games are already installed. So, um, but, so, but I, I guess I, can, I came to like a little conclusion that something might be wrong with my Xbox because there's no way in hell they're going to give me two bad copies. I mean, possible but i'm sure they test their games before they put them on the show like they test the stuff like if you selling your games back on your console that they test it to see if it's like oh we can take this um so i'm sure it worked <laughs> before they went to go sell it so i was like something might be wrong with my xbox i guess um around this time this is when i actually like got my first job too so um this was around uh black friday so I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> With like 
with that Black Friday check, um, I went and traded my original Xbox in um, and got the One S. Um, so obviously it's smaller now. So, and funny enough, I got the One S, and I never tried to get the Witcher Three again. And then fast forward like a year not even a year a few months (laughs) um maybe a year but a few months um i finally took the plunge to um build my own pc and then i finally got the witcher 3 it was like on sale for like 20 dollars it's usually on sale for 20 dollars when steam had it sells like the whole complete every dlc and everything on there so like yeah i'm finally gonna get this now and i just couldn't get into the game i but it was like you know i i like i I literally went through buying a whole console which you know you know it's because of that game i had to go through that and end up building a whole pc and like yeah i'm going to beat this game whether i like it or not (laughs) so i forced myself to beat that game and just uninstalled it i think only got like 30 hours in there like i didn't do no side missions or nothing um but I didn't understand like why I just didn't connect. Well, again, of course, because it's the third game, so a lot of the characters and stuff probably already like I don't know what the hell going on here. So I guess that's my fault. Um, but still, like even like from a gameplay aspect, you I would still like be interested, in it, and I wasn't. Um, then fast forward here, Baldur's Gate three just drops. And I think it kind of did like a little surprise drop. The same with, um, uh, um, I think I want to say Elden Ring did that, and that's how they it won last, uh, last, uh, not last, but two years ago, um, game of, game of the year. Because I don't think there was really any hype around Elden Ring drop, and I think it just kind of just dropped. <laughs> um, but this kind of just both the game just dropped, and I just seen like everybody streaming it, playing it. Um, and I'm like, what the hell going on here? Never heard of Boulder Gate 1, 2. To this day, I still didn't, like, research, like, the previous games to see, like, if the lore is connected or whatever. Because for some reason, I feel like it is. Because they show some characters in the game that's, like, the way they introduced them and made it seem like you're supposed to recognize them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, to me, it's just like okay just a regular person <laughs> um so i don't know if the lore is connected in a way but i'll figure that out later but yeah i get Baldur's gate 3 because you know same situation with which is like this one game of the year everyone like when did this like when did this happen like nobody never talked about Baldur's gate one or two i never knew it existed we have a third one out of the blue and it's game of the year let me see why. <laughs> um, so I got the game, and I I started playing it, but I was still doing Cyberpunk at the same time, and I was and I was getting overwhelmed because that game is a big like if you're not really into games like that, it can be overwhelming in the beginning. So you got to give it your full attention when you first start it out. So I was like, let me finish Cyberpunk, and I'm gonna keep this on the side for a little bit. And then when I'm done with Cyberpunk, I'll come back and give it my full attention. So now 
I'm giving it my full attention. And um, I, I, I made another character because I was already like, I mean, I was still at the beginning of the game, but I was already lost on what the hell was happening. Um, so I'm like, let me start a new character. <laughs> uh, let's see, let me try to build him like something specific. So I kind of be like a sorcerer because I had like Doctor Strange in mind. Like, I'll just be Doctor Strange in there. And yeah, so I'm just playing the game and realizing the combat system in the game is tricky uh, where you can talk to people sometimes you can get into a fight sometimes you can get out of it um then there's if you lose a fight the checkpoint system in this game is trash like you lose a fight then you start like I'm back at the beginning again so now I gotta do I gotta find my companion again I gotta freaking do all this talk and dialogue again and then see if maybe if I can avoid the fight this time and not and then it's like bro like yeah so especially for PC players I don't know if, uh, about consoles but you for PC we know you can uh, do quick saves like with one click of a button uh, so that's like that becomes like your best friend when you're doing something like you're like alright looks like something's about to happen let me quick save just in case I don't like, <laughs> like the results of what happens here. Or if I do die, like, I'm not going to fucking just start back from 10 hours to go. So, yeah. But the, it started off rough because I was losing a lot of fights. <laughs> My team was trash. And then I started getting the hang of it. Starting to, like, understand how certain things work, how certain people work changing my team up a little bit um and then we started leveling up i'm like all right we're getting stronger now we can start holding our own in some fights uh figuring out how to maneuver out of fights and just like getting myself more immersed in the world so i'm actually enjoying Baldur's gate long story short i'm enjoying Baldur's gate 3 um i don't think i'm enjoying it as much as like i well I'm, oh, obviously i'm definitely not enjoying it as much as everybody is like like how everyone was loving it but i can see the like the charm and the effect of it and how it can win game of the year because the game the game doesn't tell you anything like for the most part like you yes you do have a mission but the game doesn't tell you how you should go about it <laughs> so you can get you can literally do whatever like there's like, cause I be watching some videos and like, there's people like important characters <laughs> in the game that people are like, oh, I'm just gonna kill them, and I'm like, that that person is kind of important, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can do whatever you want, and I think that's also the fun factor of like the of, of the immersion as well. You can just like, you want to be a dark wizard who just a you look at me wrong it's on <laughs> or you could just be the most friendly super happy go lucky person um yeah it doesn't tell you like this literally a point points in the game where you know what your mission is like i said there's an overall mission from when the game starts but <laughs> like sometimes they'll put missions on the map so you know where you're going there's be times where there's nothing on the map 
but you know what your mission is, but there's nothing on the map. So they literally want you to go figure out how to continue this game. <laughs> so just go talk to somebody, see what, what it leads to. Walk somewhere, see if it see if you find something. Like literally, like they just want you to explore the game and figure it all out your own and see what you can piece from this world. So it's a good game. I'm still um I don't want to say I don't know how long this game, but I feel like I'm I'm starting well I'm I'm on act three now. Um I just started act three. I don't know how long Act 3 is. And of course, like I said, depending on how much I'm going to be walking around doing side stuff, I couldn't be, I can be close to the end of this game. And yeah, I could probably give a proper quote unquote review of the game. But as of right now, I'm enjoying it because I got the hang of it now, now that I finally understand what's going on and how things work. Like I said, it's a, it's a learning curve in the beginning if you're not really um, into that kind of play style um and mods mods help for me at least um one of my favorite mods is the wasd movement which basically changes the point and click movement to a regular like mouse and keyboard movement <laughs> so that's amazing because it makes it literally feel like a different game um but yeah <laughs> what else <laughs> that that was what i've been up to just playing ballers and getting out um um, I mean, I'm up to I I am up to something important, but I'm not gonna talk about that yet. I'm going to hint towards it later on too, but I'm still not gonna talk about it. Um, <laughs> um we still doing background work on that. Um, other than that, um, just maintaining, working, um, and yeah <laughs> uh planning but yeah um let's get into it uh the best of 2023 or just what i've been doing in 2023 and more in depth so some of this was kind of like off the top of my head and some of this was like um i don't know like i can figure it out so interesting with music <laughs> i only have like two things to say about music which is weird because because of my job all i do is listen to music or podcasts <laughs> um but mainly music but i haven't really been listening to new music because I, I was looking at like what drop because i don't want to confuse um 2022 with 2023 because i talked about this like in the earlier episodes of 2023 podcast like in terms of entertainment like there was a lot and, and that's what sucks there was a lot that came out in like all forms of media and because i went through what i went through i paused myself on enjoying a lot of it and um, <laughs> that sucks um but so i was able to some things like i said i only have like two things for music and some stuff is a little bit long some stuff is not um so i'm sure i sure i talked about this but to re-clarify um because last year was 50 years celebration of hip-hop um i decided to drop 
two mixtapes um to celebrate hip-hop in my own way um the first one was a a take on the quiet storm uh, like playlist radio station style um where most of the songs were kind of romance love theme but like the first half and then the second half was more introspective but the whole thing was for the whole thing to be like more chill but yeah and then the second one uh was well the second one went through the most changes the, the first one quite stomp i i that i i that one was simple i knew what i was gonna do with that one i did it banged it out that was it the next one um which is titled brooklyn 99 was originally planned to be called I think it was originally going to be planned. It was planned to be called "For the Road" because the theme of the mixtape was. I was. I knew my plan was I was going to drop it the day I was leaving to Japan, because the theme of that mixtape was supposed to be like the "For the Road" for like you know when I'm traveling. This is a playlist for when you're traveling somewhere or whatever, and then I was like maybe i can go i can do another theme thing with this like i did quiet stone which in quiet stone there's some songs where i have like little radio skits as if there's like a radio player playing like a playlist on my music so like maybe i can do something with that since i'm going to japan or whatnot and the second title for the mixtape was going to be called big dreams airlines so um it was going to follow basically the theme of being in the airport um i was gonna have like skits of like you know the attendant and announcers like saying when the plane was gonna leave and whatnot in between songs and and by the time i got to the last song it will end with i know i landed in japan and that was probably for the listeners like oh that's what he did (laughs) um but (sighs) that didn't work out and i got inspired one day (laughs) weird i don't know how oh wait i I know how but it was it was still weird so i was going through tiktok and randomly seen a video of um uh of john michelle basquiat a movie he was in um and I noticed two of the actors that was in the scene with him were from the, I want to say movies called Wild Style, um, which is if you are a, speaking of the 50 years of hip hop, if you are a fan of hip hop, that is probably a must watch movie. Yeah, it's called Wild Style, um, which is also like a very heavily sampled movie especially like from the 90s and early 2000s era um like literally Nas opened up his album with Lost style <laughs> um but i noticed two people from that movie and i'm like oh that's nice like it's a little um what you might call it like reusing of cast members type thing 
Um, but funny enough, um, that that movie came out before Wild Style, <laughs> um, and the movie I'm talking about is called Downtown '81, hence Brooklyn '99. That was the inspiration for that. Um, and I literally the movie is on YouTube. <laughs> and I was just like, because I, I would never, despite being a, a art major and like and, and enjoy creating and all of that, I was never one of those guys who was like, oh, I have like a favorite artist and favorite art style piece that I like to look at. Like I'm not that die like that deep into it. I just like I just like creating. Um, but I just got intrigued because I never really looked up anything about Basquiat um and I don't know I think it was kind of a a culture shock to me or something because when I seen that clip and I was like oh I know who these two people are and I'm like wait even though this is 81 this is still quote-unquote recent to me like recently like you know like people in your family members was around for this like is that recent and I'm like why every time I think of Bowski, I'm thinking he was even like probably, you know, like early seventies <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but even though he was around, well, kind of. I mean, he, he. I mean, he was a kid, but he was around. But I mean, I'm thinking like how he was at the peak of his career. I was assuming that he was. It was the seventies for some reason. And I'm like, man, he was just hair like it was that recent interesting so like i was like i um, see i did uh a little background search on this movie because i'm like i never heard of this movie before or any like because like you know Basquiat is a like a well-known painter like even like i know him like in terms of like people who's like up there and as artists and i never heard anyone talk about this movie ever um no like nothing i never heard of this movie existence <laughs> so it was like a full circle thing <laughs> um so i'm like what is this um the premise of this movie apparently this took place like literally like right before he like exploded on on the scene too like it was one of those things like he was already doing stuff but like you know he was like a local dude at the time he was i believe he was actually homeless during the making of this movie and like literally like <laughs> after this movie that's when he became the boss guy we all know um but the funny thing about this movie this movie was filmed in 81 or really was supposed to be released in 81 hence the name of downtown 81 the movie did not come out till 2000 because um something happened with the audio recording well, first, obviously his death happened, um, but usually that don't stop releasing some things. Usually that gives it more press. But um, like I said, um, something happened to the audio of, well, I wouldn't say his death happened because he would still be alive when the movie was supposed to come out. <laughs> um, but something happened to the audio of the movie and 
And funny enough, I think it's mostly Basquiat scenes. For some reason, his audio wasn't captured properly. So by the time they realized that, I think he already passed. So someone dubbed over his voice and then the movie was finally released in 2000. Um, so yeah, uh, but the whole premise of the movie, honestly, it really is no premise of the movie. It's just him literally just walking around like New York and just, you know, indulging in the lifestyle, you know, just making art places, um, doing music. Apparently he was also, uh, a music artist. I did not know that. Um, and he's just, you know, he's just walking around and just basking in the city life. Uh, it, it, it's probably the most simple script. <laughs> if there were a script, <laughs> like, hey, just walk around and just make art. And we're just going to film you. <laughs> um, but yeah. And there's a scene. There's a scene and there's a trailer. Um, that I took um, parts from. Well, no, actually not a trailer. Um, the Downtown 81 soundtrack starts off with a song which I believe he and I guess his band created. And there's a part where this woman speaks in the beginning. She basically talks about the premise of the movie, kind of. And I'm like, this kind of sounds like something that works because obviously I'm from New York and the movie's set in New York and I'm like this actually works <laughs> um, so I took that part of her speech and used that to open up my mixtape and then I took a scene from the beginning of the movie which sadly it wasn't his voice but <laughs> it was still a good Still a good little uh, monologue moment. And yeah, but I went from the tape was inspired by me going to Japan to being inspired by um, Basquiat's movie. <laughs> um, which funny enough, though, because some most of the songs still keep the element of me traveling. Um, like literally the first song I talked about. I opened up the song with I'm packing my bags and heading to another land. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the background story of that mixtape. And I, I like when I notice things like that. Like, cause I, I do, I'm pretty sure I talked about this, but I do plan like my music. Like, literally, like when I make a project, I already have the next one planned in my head at least what it's called and then by the time it gets released that's when i realized oh like all the changes like this is supposed to be this and this is supposed to have this theme and then by the time it comes out it's a whole completely different project <laughs> um, but yeah um that's that and during 2023 red man was doing something interesting uh he was doing um jack boy beats um where he's basically he was just basically just well the premise is that he was just jacking the, uh beats from 
different songs and just rapping over it. And he did one song called Heal Yourself. And that song spoke to my soul, especially because of what I was dealing with. And the whole premise of the song is literally what he talks about, healing yourself. Um, he opens up the song with like literally just, you know, I, I just thank God that I, I was able to live to see another day and just going through all his, like, you know, his lifestyle changes, what he been through, understanding his conditions of why he probably talks a certain way and why people don't understand it. Um, overcoming his past like dark thoughts and like you know that's progress and because most people don't know like you ever watched like i think it like probably his instagram going on instagram and stuff like he's like out here just living life like he yeah i think he he became like a certified like skydiver <laughs> like he just be out there just living life and it's like that's dope <laughs> and especially like for what I did that year too. And like that song, I had that song on repeat for like a good <laughs> week. And like that that's my song right there. Um but interesting enough, I did not listen to no new projects. But there was a lot of new projects that came out that I was probably gonna listen to. I know my uh Nas dropped Magic. Apparently he dropped Magic Two and Three. Um but I know Magic Three was the the one that was getting the most press and i didn't listen to none of that <laughs> i've just been listening to my my regular schmegler playlist and myself <laughs> and that's about it um going into movies this is not really a best of this is just the stuff that i've seen that came out um which again, I didn't even realize some of these were like like Mario Brothers. I thought for some reason I thought that came out in 2022. Um but the Mario Brothers movie, I seen that. That was cool. Um, it was a good adaptation. Um Equalizer 3. When I saw that, I was like, wait, did John Wick 4 come out? Because I remember I like literally going to the theaters to watch John Wick 4. And when I typed in movies that came out that year, it wasn't on the list, but apparently it did come out in 2020. It came out in March, so freaking early. So I guess John Wick 3 is dead. <laughs> John Wick 4. I don't know if I was saying 3 the whole time. John Wick 4 and Equalizer 3 both came out uh, the same year, which is funny because they both are like, you know, it's the same, not the same premise, but the same like style of who they are like they just these badass like top tier killers in their fields but yeah i mean uh and i don't i don't know if this is a blemish on for denzel because i know that was like when they when they was advertising uh equalizer 2 um the the, the commercial was like, hey, you're going to do Equalizer 2? And he was like, I don't do sequels. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, I'm going through his career. Like, I think that's true. He never does sequels. And most of the time, because most of his characters don't make it. <laughs> um, so to see him not only do a sequel, but to do a trilogy was interesting. But 
it's one of those things where it's like, because the character he plays was like, the Keanu is different because we've seen Keanu like since the Matrix. Like we know he's nice with them hands. <laughs> like he trained for this. With Denzel, like he probably done some action stuff, but it was like it was like typical action, like you know, shooting some little fisticuffs, but it wasn't like straight up martial arts. I mean, the probably the closest we would got would probably be the Book of Eli, and even that, I feel like someone that was just maybe stunned double, like he probably wasn't doing all of that. And I think that's where it's like it gets weird because, like, especially at the age he is now, it's like they definitely toned it down in the third movie. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, from the first movie to the third movie, they turned they toned it down like on his capabilities. Uh, like literally, they started the movie with him being injured for like a good first third of the movie. So he's like walking around with a cane that he can barely do anything <laughs> so they limit like a reason why he's like yeah i'm just an old dude <laughs> like just you know um so it, it's a weird movie i mean it's a, i mean it's a good it's a good watch still but because for me like you know i'm a especially for that kind of feel like action and fighting especially with martial arts though specifically um that's just that's my lane um and to see like that was toned down <laughs> in that movie it was kind of a letdown but you know it is what it is but yeah then um speaking of threes um creed three uh wait did it because <laughs> just because i watched these movies in this year does not mean it probably came out um but Creed 3 came out in March as well. It was all these March movies. Damn. Um, and I know a uh, touchy topic with one of the co-stars. Yeah, I'm not gonna... It's not the platform for me to talk about. Well, I don't use this podcast <laughs> to talk about that. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Creed 3. Um... This one was, um, I believe, I believe this was the debut directing role of Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he directed this one as well as starting it. Um, this one, I can't say if it was a like if I could come if I can, you know, because obviously this is set in the Rocky universe here. If I can like compare it to any of the Rocky movies, I can't really say which one. It would probably be close to Rocky Three, with you know, despite uh, Clubber Clubber Lang and Rocky not knowing each other prior to the fight, it was the same thing. Was like you know, you already you made it. You 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 became who you are. But you know, where's my shot? Where's my chance? You know. That is, it was the same premise as that in this movie, like you know. But uh, Adonis, who was Michael B. Jordan character, was friends with Damien on uh, Jonathan Major's character, so it was like it was that. But if Rocky and Club Lang were friends, <laughs> so if you haven't seen Creed three, that's uh, spoiler, not spoiler. <laughs> um, 
Honestly, the, no, there's more because of the characters that's in this film is different. But the premise is that, you know, Creed already became this household name. He made it. Then you got this one dude who's like, you know, I had a chance, but something stopped me. But I'm here now and I want my chance while I still while I'm still physically able to do it. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, it was shaky in the beginning. Like people tell him, nah, like you don't you don't owe him nothing. And then Yeah. And then obviously the final showdown. <laughs> um which um I like I like the fight. But I do be noticing like when certain patterns happen, like obviously I'm not a a fan of the sport of boxing. <laughs> I love the Rocky films, but I'm not a fan of the sport of boxing, so I don't really watch. But I never seen anyone really block punches the way um, Damien was blocking punches in that movie. I'm like, is that <laughs> like I said? I don't I don't know the technicalities besides no hitting below the belt. <laughs> uh, I'm like, is that? A, a, a legit blocking method <laughs> the way he blocking like usually it's just put your hands up in like a I guess a vertical way to block your attacks but he was doing it horizontally and I'm like uh <laughs> it's weird um but yeah and that was something that was like his go-to he was just block while pushing towards you and then he was just unleash a, a, a attack on you um but yeah <laughs> uh fast x i'm sure i talked about it because i think i was talking about why a lot of movies are becoming part twos <laughs> instead of just being a flat out sequel um yeah i mean it's fast you know families and especially now that you know it's part because it's part one and part two obviously they got to set up the part one where it's like oh something major happening to the good guys so we need to see what happens in part two and how they can overcome this that's basically the premise of fast x with cars and family um saw x um so i'm not i'm not a horror guy you know i don't now that i've seen so uh i don't know if i classify i mean i mean people have different levels of fear so i guess if you're afraid of things like that <laughs> then yes this is horror but it's not so much as scary as it's just squeamish um because of you know the devices and the methods which in this movie were great like when it makes you like you know like cringe a bit and like tense up like you know that's a good one <laughs> like like oh i could feel that <laughs> um but saw x came out it, it was x right <laughs> yeah fast x um saw x came out and this one is um weird because i'm not because, all right, so if anyone is following the Saw franchise, um, this is, I guess, mainly for people who are following the Saw franchise. Um, we know that by the 
eighth movie? Seventh? Eighth movie? Which one was Saw 3D? Um, I think it was seven. Yeah, Saw 7, which was Saw 3D, the final chapter. Um, Pretty much, like, all the major characters and everyone involved were kind of gone, basically. Um, Then, you know, we uh, not rebooted, but the sequel that came out after, which was Jigsaw, which took place in the current year that the movie came out which saw 3d came out 2010 uh jigsaw came out in (laughs) they me those uh 2017 um so the time period of the last saw movie happened you know as the time period of this movie came out so it was seven years ago um or maybe more um so obviously everything that has happened was you know that's 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 the past now and uh it seemed like we were getting a new jigsaw in a sense so we didn't like oh like is he gonna pick up the mantle or whatnot and then we got uh spiral which changed which seemed like it was going to be a reboot i guess which um i talked about this in the podcast i know i did where i was like oh so it probably is going to be um because this is called the from the book of saw like it's going to be different chapters with different um like protagonists and it all deals with this whole jigsaw coat like people are just like becoming like cults of um jigsaw followers and whatnot and it's gonna span into this one movie where all the main characters like we gotta come together to stop this cult <laughs> from happening or whatever but then we get saw x and saw x goes back <laughs> um saw x takes place after the first movie but before the second movie and I have mixed feelings about that because I hate when shows or movies kind of reveal the ending because of it being a sequel, prequel thing. Because like, well, we know that Jigsaw does not die. Spoiler, like we have not seen any of the Soul movies. He does not die until the third movie. Which is crazy that he died in the third movie, yet four movies was made afterwards, and he was still a prevalent character. <laughs> um, he didn't die in the third movie. So we know whatever happens here, there's nothing wrong with him. It's more so who are these people that's being put in the trap and why. But it was a good it was a good twist it was a good movie little you know the easter egg some recurring characters coming back good time but it leaves us in a weird space for continuing the story because we have now we have basically three quote-unquote timelines that we can continue from we have saw x where if they go saw 11 
and continue with the main Saw timeline, which ended on Saw 7, we don't, they can literally like fill up gaps of what happened between Saw 7 and Jigsaw. That seven years worth of stuff that can have happened. Then there's the Jigsaw timeline where we can continue the Jigsaw. Is the next guy going to take up the mantle and actually be more John Kramer? Or was that just a one-off thing? Or we can do the spiral thing where we keep going with Chris Rock's character and whoever else is involved with this situation. Like, you know, now it's like, where where are we now in this franchise? Like, when the next movie coming out, which, what, what are we? Like, we don't know what we are anticipating. Like, which one is going to follow? So, that's it was weird. Um, and like I said, I don't like horror movies, but I love this franchise. <laughs> um, I just took a because i remember i remember the trailer for the first saw movie like when i was young and it always stuck with me and i was finally you know when i finally got old enough to browse the interwebs to find the movie allegedly i was like hey i'm gonna try it see what happens i don't really like horror but i'm gonna watch it and i'm like oh this is not because i'm like what can be scary? Cause I didn't, I didn't know the movie, but like from the premise of what I know from trailers, it's usually it's just two guys in the bat in the bath so bat bathtub <laughs> in the bathroom chained together, and yeah, what, what it's not there shouldn't really be nothing scary about that. Obviously, there's more that happens in the movie, but yeah. Um, so I'm like, hey, this is good. Then I watch them more. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then how they like tying all the, I, I love like the the ending montage scenes where it's like how oh like you screwed up since the beginning of this movie you just didn't realize it type thing <laughs> you know like bro it's genius uh <laughs> but yeah um so i don't know where, the, where this leads us for us saw fans who's like okay can we get another one but which where are we gonna follow um um, I personally don't think they're gonna obviously they can't follow Saw X because Saw 2 happens after Saw X and then we know Saw 3 happens and Sean Kramer dies so timeline wise Saw X is a good fit but it, it's not like oh so are we gonna get a sequel to X technically we can't but like I said if we go back to Saw 7 um, there is a specific character who's alive, but he did not make appearance in X. Interesting. I don't know if that's a contract thing. He just didn't want to come back. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and uh, last but not least, I talked about this one, uh, the Dear Mama documentary. Um, which was based on Tupac and his mother, uh, Afini Shakur, life, and how it, their life basically basically were parallel to each other in terms of like the trials and tribulations they both went through was literally like like it was the same thing like almost at the same age at the same time type thing like it was it was, it was crazy but it was one of those things where like. They, <laughs> what I mean by they, I mean, I guess like the government, whatever the people, I know the people that's trying to take down the Black Panthers, they failed with Afini 
because you know they was trying to take down the Black Panther. They had they had people like infiltrate the group and as informants and whatnot. And she fought her own case and was able to basically you know get out of any serious charges from that situation. Um, then we go fast forward to Tupac and it's like. All right, we failed with her, but we're not going to fail with him. And it was just how they just try to throw everything at this man. And literally, like, because there was a scene in the documentary where it was like he was, it was after um, his first shooting. Like, he was literally like, you know, I just got shot. I'm being accused of doing this. And it's like, everyone just turned it back on me. And it's like, I think you know I'm gonna you know just give them what they want in a sense but you know he pressed through um did his time in jail and it came back and somehow some way in like almost a year time <laughs> it just gave us a crazy amount of music um just going off with the three albums, which the All Eyes On Me dealt with this in the Columbinati third album. But all the music that came afterwards, the movies he did afterwards, the soundtracks he was involved with afterwards, and just became, like, to this day, we're still talking about this, man. <laughs> um, definitely a, a must-watch thing, especially if you're a fan of Tupac. <laughs> um if you have not seen that documentary, please go watch that. Um, and yeah, that's mostly it for movies. And whatnot. Um, funny enough, uh, I didn't want to put this on the list and I forgot to put it on my, what I'm up to. I'm also uh, watching The Bear. Um, <laughs> that we even know that the, the first season came out in 2022. I think the second season came out last year. I'm, I only finished the first season, so. I can't speak on the second season, <laughs> um, but I am watching that that movie. That movie, that show is it's good, but geez, like it really like especially if you like, I don't know, like it can it gets you amped up because the whole show is just toxic and anxiety and chaos just jumbled up in. A whole show is <laughs> just like this is craziness um but it's a, it's a good show uh and i believe it just recently won an award for something i don't know well <laughs> um but yeah it's a good show um yeah um going into my anime and manga section this might get long maybe not um starting off with probably the only anime i've seen this year um which was funny because i had this manga on my cause i have like 500 mangas on my plan to watch list or whatever or read <laughs> um backlog and i had this here and i just you know i'm reading like five mangas right now i'm a yeah i'm gonna get to it when i get to it um and then my cousin told me about this anime i wasn't paying attention to what he was telling me though <laughs> uh, but he was telling me about the anime and it comes because he I guess he told me the the English name and because I only knew the Japanese name in the manga, but of course I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um 
So he told me about this anime, but I wasn't paying attention. And I, the names obviously didn't click up, so I didn't know what he was talking about. Um, and then I don't know how. I'm a, I'm probably just going to blame TikTok, but I don't know how I found something from this anime. And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm going to watch this. Um, Yeah, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> um, And I just sat there. You know, just chilled at home and I binged the entire season in one shot. Um, the show was called Heavenly Delusion. Um, and I realized, like, probably like within the first episode, I'm like, these characters look familiar. And I looked at the manga, the cover art, I'm like, bro, <laughs> this, this is that manga. And then I showed, like, I sent the Snapchat to my cousin. He was like, bro, it's the show. It's only about, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, so Heavenly Delusion. Um this is a weird one. Um this takes place in one of those dystopian Japan, like you know, some disaster has strike and now we live in this messed up world. Um there's these creatures that exist, um and we follow a main character as a guy and a girl. A boy and a girl, they're kind of like in their teens. Or I think, <laughs> I don't know. It gets tricky. Um, and the guy has some connection to these monsters, but he's able to kill them because they're like almost like unkillable because like they just like regenerate or whatever they got thick skin or whatever they have some of them have strange abilities um so but he's the only one who can like do it and for some um she she's looking for some people and i think she took um she took on a mission to take this dude somewhere because he's looking for whoever he's looking for and that's their journey of them just traveling just dystopian in Japan and searching for people that connects to their past and at the same time another storyline is being told about the group of kids um, who are kind of like just sheltered like in a dome building and like they're technically just being sheltered from the world like they're being schooled and taught things but we noticed something that's strange with these kids because some of them um have like i don't want to say abilities but like they're more like some they're faster and stronger than regular humans um and then there's uh some of them that have physical like form- i don't want to say deformities but like they don't look normal like one female has a sharp teeth one has like these fluffy airs that's like animal airs instead of regular airs um and we just get in these two stories like it's not a good way to explain it <laughs> but it's i don't know um I don't want to say it's a. I wouldn't just outright recommend it because the uh, the anime and manga does 
um, touch on some topics that's not for the. I don't want to say not for kids. Most anime aren't for kids, um, <laughs> but there. I would say there's some trigger warnings um, for for certain themes. So if you, I'm not. I suggest, I guess, figuring out what those trigger warnings are, um, or what it is your limits are for things you want to see and don't want to see. Um, so I wouldn't just flat out recommend it. And even for the manga, because I, there's there's some there's some light. Well, in the anime is censored, but there's some light nudity implied in the anime, but in the manga it's more there. It's not like you know. It's not crazy, but it's like the best way to say, like, you no, know, they won't show a chest in the anime, but in the manga, they will show it. <laughs> so if you go the manga route, I guess double the trick of one because it's more explicit on some things that happen. Um, yeah. Um, the manga is still ongoing, but the first season, I guess, of the anime is over which it did came it did come out last year on uh, 2023 um so it's it's good animation too i don't, i don't like i said i'm not gonna just flat out recommend it but it's a good watch um and i feel like the manga is getting the pro is getting closer to the end um but it's just taking forever to be translated um so yeah um this manga um in terms of translations it's finally over <laughs> um it's called candy and cigarettes um it follows another duo um of an elderly old man uh who's like retired he used to be part of like an agency uh you know he was like a trained killer basically but you know he's old and retired now he just want to live that regular life um, but his grandson has a disease. Um, it's like an unknown disease, and it's for the most part, kind of incurable. Where it's just basically randomly, not randomly, but it just for some reason it just putting, you know, it just puts you in like a coma, vegetable state. Like you're just there. Like you don't talk, you don't speak. You're just in a coma, vegetable state. And he's basically like, you know, I retired, but like, if I gotta do what I gotta do <laughs> to get this money so I can pay for his operation, I gotta do what I gotta do. Um, and enters his partner, who is a freaking middle school girl who is just a killing machine. <laughs> um, she's basically been trained on how to kill, like, since. Like probably that's the only thing she knows in life. So that's their duo, <laughs> um, and they they both working for this agency, and they basically went from like, hey, like you know, they, they're basically assassins, um, but it goes into um, it goes deeper into um, she would basically do the killing and he would do the cleanup, like that was that was like their that was their deal <laughs> um but it eventually gets into the point where it's like you know we 
we uncover a governmental corruption plot to take over the world and we need to stop it blah 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 <laughs> um but yeah that's that one so that manga you know is in translation is fully done so if you want to check that out it's fully done um the next one is kanojo mo kanojo which translates to girlfriend girlfriend um the anime i don't think there's a, i think there's a second season i know there's a first season i'm not sure there's a second season but i've only read the manga oh uh, i didn't watch the anime um this one like i don't i don't really like harem type animes or whatever because they always make the main dude like stupid like he's just oblivious to the fact that all these girls is just onto him and he's just like oh i don't know what to do and just act stupid the whole time <laughs> um this dude is kind of the opposite um he has like he has this girl well this is kind of his childhood girl childhood crush like he's been like you know like I like you on one date and i think she gave him like some kind of stipulation like oh when we reach a certain age and if you do this and i and whatever i'll date you and i guess he finally did it so they the the show starts off with him and her finally dated um so we learned about that backstory later on but the show starts with them two dating like finally like hey i finally got my 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 childhood crush to be my girlfriend and then this girl confessed to him on the roof and like hey i like you and i want to date you and he's like you're cute but i want to ask my girlfriend first and, <laughs> and for some reason somehow it ends up like kind of a agreement non-agreement that she can be together so he's dating another girl and then it just keeps going on and on it's like oh this one girl who's just like obsessed with him and trying her best to date with him but he's like i don't want to date you but she's like not going away and then there's another friend who's like oh secretly she always loved him but she saw her friend love like you know he liked he loved her friend more so it's one of those things like she liked him but she saw that he liked her like her friend so she bowed out so that they could be together type thing. But, you know, as time progressed, it was like, oh, she can't hold back her feelings. And it was one of those things. And it's like, he's just like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think um, his parents or his mother found out about it. And she was like, I, I will only accept this relationship if he like, I guess he like, if he like, if he's like number one in his school or whatever so like he just sits there and just study and they like just like they like cheer him on and help him out <laughs> no like bro what is this but it's the fact that's like he's willingly like going out his way to like date these girls it's not like oh i don't know what to do with these girls uh, i'm clueless so it's a it's a funny take on on it and he's like mad blunt and direct so he'll like if he says something like if he likes you or whatever, he just says it mad direct. He won't go around. He won't beat around the bush about it. So it's funny. I feel like it's a parody on the the harem take, in my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> um going into my next one, which is Welcome Back Alice. This one is kind of 
I don't want to say deep or touchy, but this one is kind of more serious tone. Um, this one was I'm I'm sure I talked about this, but I guess since I last talked about it, I finished it. Um, this one was made by the author who made one of my favorite mangas, which was um, The Flowers of Evil. <laughs> um, and this this manga basically tackles gender identity. Um, the whole concept of this one is there's three childhood friends when they were like kids that, um, and there was kind of a love triangle quote unquote um, the main boy liked the girl the girl liked the other friend who was a guy and secretly the friend liked the main boy <laughs> um, the main dude saw the girl and his friend kissing once and you know he just you know he saw it and it was like oh that's that and I think the friend shortly after that he moved away and fast forward to maybe high school <laughs> um uh, they got a new transfer student um joined the class was this girl and she immediately started teasing the main dude and the I don't think and the the childhood friend the girl he liked was like you know it's one of those things was like oh like you could have gave him play this whole time but when this girl pulls up now you want to start meddling <laughs> um but it wasn't only till they found out that the girl was actually the childhood friend, the guy that the boy that moved away. Um, he he's basically just uh he's not trans, he's just cross-dressing as a female, and for some reason, because obviously I'm reading, so people are assuming that he's putting on a feminine voice. But he his deal is mainly to erase the barriers of gender um and i think that's what he wanted to do with his friend because it's like you know like what like who says we have to be a certain like you know just because i'm a boy or a girl whatever you don't that means we have to follow certain status and it was got to the point where it, it just it tackles a lot i can't talk about it too much but if you're into seeing or reading um, a manga that tackles the whole concept of uh, gender identity and what's you know the barriers of love and what's really like you know yeah I don't know but yeah welcome back Alice is what it's called um next one the golden sheep i don't know if i finished it this year but i'm putting it there um golden sheep i think it's only like four volumes i think no i think three i think it's only three volumes three books um this one is uh it's a case of <laughs> more childhood friends uh, it's a group of childhood friends. I think it's mainly three of them, but I think there might be four of them. I think it's four of them. Um, 
like they were like all close friends and then the main girl moved away and when she came back she noticed that a lot of things changed like her close friend is like being more cold towards her and like being rude to her um her two male friends basically they were like you know they were like they were bros the last time she seen them and now this dude is literally like picking on him and like beating him up with his new friends and the other dude is just like he has no confidence in himself and he just don't believe in himself so he just allows himself to just be stepped on by this dude so she just comes back and she's like what the heck happened to all my friends and it, it just went on a journey to like I guess find themselves they all just went on their own personal journey to like find themselves and grow and by the end of the manga they they finally you know reconciled but you know the journey that they go through i won't spoil that <laughs> uh yeah uh this next one is called my broken mariko uh the well two things <laughs> when i wasn't going to when i went to buy this book uh one was it was it was a wrapped up book oh so most people know i think it's probably probably only the barnes and nobles um when they have like mangas like wrapped up <laughs> usually it means like this like explicit stuff in there and then i'm like oh explicit okay and then i looked at the well and i'm like hmm but the title i don't know it, it didn't give off like this is adult you, you know what i mean by adult um, it didn't give up that vibe. So I'm like, let me see it in the art style. When you look at the cover art, I'm like, this definitely does not look like, you know, that adult, but it looks like it might be something dark. Um, then you read the story. The I read the back that basically tells the story. So, the it, and it's only one book. <laughs> um, there's no other volumes. It's just one manga book. Um, this girl, Mariko had recently passed away and her best friend um she's just carrying her ash with her and this was a i feel like this was a while ago but basically it's like she's trying to figure out why she died because it was like it was one of those things like you know they made a promise to each other that they always be together whatever one of those things and it's like that like why and we start to learn like the backstory about you know her having an abusive father in multiple ways of being abusive and then she was you know just basically had no regard for her own life so she like harming herself so it, it, it touches on that stuff <laughs> um in terms of adult um, it's a pretty dark one and and it's i don't know if i can recommend it because it's not a typical like when you think of manga like it's not it's nothing like it's just a story it's like there's no build up there's no hero there's no protagonist no antagonist really there's it's just a story like it's something that can happen in real life like 
there's probably a friend that you probably know who who went through something tragic and it cost them their life and now you're stuck with like you know trying to piece together why you had to live without this person now and it's that's that um yeah um and then last but not least which i'm sure i talked about this a lot of times so it's just sweat and soap um i'm not gonna linger on it too much um it's a rom-com <laughs> uh, it's not too much calm it's more it's just more straight up romance slice of life um it has it's not adult but it's it's mature like it's a touch on like yeah we are a couple and yeah we do a couple things um they just show it and they just show it in some pages and that's it <laughs> it's not touch upon which i like that because like I, you know if there's because that's what that was my disconnect with anime like it's too much every freaking high school every every anime is high school i'm like i don't want to see these kids <laughs> like it's, it's weird i want to see these kids romancing and then if you look for adult <laughs> then it's like that's too adult so where's the middle ground <laughs> um so this is a good middle ground it's a good adult no they both work you know they work in adults they get into a relationship due to a common situation um he was inspired by her scent and she actually uses the products that he makes um to help her cope with her anxiety and her past trauma so they both were you know basically in a sense seeking each other just indirectly because he uses his nose to smell things that helps him um create products which is mostly soap hence the title of the name and of course like i said she uses the soap to comfort but like what's better than the soap isn't when you find the dude who actually makes it and that bond of him giving you that comfort instead of just the soap um so it's just it's just a, it's, a, it's a good below um romance um i think i think it's 12 volumes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i have all of them and yeah good it's a good read um uh, yeah um going on to the game section uh the heavy game section the best games of 2023 that i've been playing and the answer is just cyberpunk <laughs> cyberpunk man um i mean i don't know I, I made a youtube video about it i'm sure i talked about it like five episodes on this podcast cyberpunk is the modern era greatest game of all times for me um <laughs> like you know there's different eras you know like for me like my number one number one will always be sonic heroes but you know obviously there's no the sonic heroes there's golden eye there's mario there's cyberpunk <laughs> like for each generations of my life like cyberpunk is my now um i've beaten this game 11 times <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> that game has taken up all of my time that game it's funny because i like i said aside from what i went through i lived like yo i'm going to be involved this year because like i said it's too much happening this year for me to miss out 
I'm going to be playing these games. I started playing. I played Forspoken. I 100% of Forspoken. I enjoyed Forspoken. Um, I started playing Hi-Fi Rush. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. I started playing Atomic Heart. I uh, didn't really enjoy it. Um, I started playing Wulong. I didn't really enjoy it. And I just went back to Cyberpunk. Um, and then they announced the, the DLC was going to come out. So even more hype getting into mod modern cyberpunk which gave it more life the updates they was adding keeping the game alive if you have not played cyberpunk by now oh no then anime don't forget the anime uh but yeah, if you have not played cyberpunk by now just, just do it please just do it just do it i think the dlc alone i think sold 50 million copies i'm not sure i think i see that randomly somewhere um, but yeah, man, just get, just get it. <laughs> you have not gotten it yet. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, so just going on to, to the last section. Um, of this i've been talking a lot and the funny thing that this is has nothing to do with like i mean it is now <laughs> um so the last section is life just life just the best things or some of the best things that happened um last year um honestly i'm not gonna sit here and nitpick everything like honestly there's some good days and some bad days um, starting off with the top of the year, kind of, um, my birthday, celebrating my birthday, um, in a unusual way that I normally celebrate my birthday, um, had, was out having fun, um, and I was introduced to some people, which one of them, um, are in, is involved with the thing that I mentioned before that I'm not going to talk about yet. So it's full circle how that happened. Um, I, just randomly, it was a it was kind of it was kind of a random like, like oh my friend is over here. They was at karaoke, like a karaoke bar. Like hey they over there. You want to just go over there? Like oh like do it. And we just you know we sat there, uh, did some karaoke. Um, they had, um, like, he had, like, freaking games, game consoles set up in there. We playing uh, Pokemon Stadium, uh, doing karaoke, and then that was it. <laughs> um, and the funny thing, it was touched upon, the situation. It was touched upon that day, and it went silent. And it's only now that we started to really, like, touch on it again. <laughs> um... So I will be sure to update that situation when we fully get our foot in on it. Um, but yeah, um, then going towards the end of the year, um, I talked about this on the last episode. I talked about pretty much all of this on the last episode, but I just want to go a little bit more in depth, I guess. Not so much in depth, because I kind of went in depth. Um, the family Thanksgiving, um, I already talked about how Originally, this was supposed to be, um, I was supposed to take a trip to Puerto Rico with my father and his family. 
what I mean by his family, like his wife and you know her kids, and whatnot. Um, that didn't work out. <laughs> um, so, um, I spent Thanksgiving with my mother, who you know, which ended up being with my family, which I mentioned on the last episode, which the funny part of that is that side of that side of my family is my father's side of the family <laughs> but it's my mother who's hanging out with them <laughs> instead of my father and i was like yeah like i said i touched on it like my, my parents has been separated like at damn near as long as i've been around like i have a brief brief memory of them together um and to know that her relationship with that side of the family is still like you know this is family don't matter what happened between you two like y'all still family mostly due to you know me and my brother (laughs) um but yeah because usually like things get soured with that so that was great to like just have that moment with my whole family um and just having a good time, catching up with some people that you know, catching up with some family members that you don't see often because Thanksgiving was my favorite holiday growing up because of that. Cause that's what Thanksgiving usually always looked like. It was always us, just big gathering of family. Um, and then, you know, we moved away and started getting distance with the other family members and you know i don't have control over that so i can't be like hey how come we don't just go over there and see them like, you know it's my father's wishes to be with his wife and his little family and like you know this, this is what's important to him so you know i can't who am i <laughs> it's just a child can't tell him what to do so yeah it's nice to like come full circle with that like you know this this was you know this is something that this moment right here is something that always been in my heart in my mind like i always wanted these moments again to have it again with it was a good topping off to the year um then before that there was my turn of that trip which um took with my mother um it was her brother's my uncle's birthday and you know spent a little weekend over there like i said that's my other my other side of my family is in trinidad so you know my grandmother was there my uncles was there you know just getting to see them and being in trinidad again um it was amazing even for a short period of time it was just amazing um it felt it finally felt right because like i told i touched on this like every time like i went the turn of that is the probably the most traveled place i've been to like in my life and for some reason my connection there is not it's never that strong um i don't like because it's like because especially when you grow up as a city boy and you go to Trinidad, it's not, you know, to see like how some of them are living is like, 
it makes you feel weird, I guess. And I guess because I was too young to like truly appreciate and understand why it made me feel weird. And now that I have like no more clarity in life and understanding things and like understanding the world better, it's like, I get it. And it's, it's all right. But it was, it was just, it was amazing. Finally, like, you know, to finally feel comfortable just being there, I guess. It, it, I didn't want, you know, I guess there was a part of me that felt guilty being there because, like, damn, here's some of my family members that's living here and conditions that's, quote, unquote, in certain people's eyes, like, rough. And it's like, here I am, or here some of us are complaining about the way we live back at home. And it's like, damn. I guess yeah, so I guess it was like kind of a, a a guilty feeling of me being over there. And I was never like comfortable being over there. But I was comfortable um being there, being around my family. Um I didn't get to fully explore um certain places that we should have explored and do things. Like I said, it was just a short little weekend. Um, so maybe another time. Um, not just like the, just the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, then there's my Japan trip. Oh man, what's to say about this one? Um, I th- like I said, I talked about it. It was a killing of two birds. I don't even want to say killing, but <laughs> it was a knocking of two birds with one stone. Um being able to visit a place that's you know culturally I've been interested in and invested in with you know mostly anime and video games and whatnot and then having my closest best friend in my life to me who just happens to be living there well I don't want to say it like that but like it was like I said. It's like, oh, you also live there, and I also want to visit there, and also I will you know we had to meet because <laughs> we never met before, and we've been friends for at the at the time period almost ten years. At this point now, it's been ten years. We have been friends for ten years now, and it's like, you know, like I said, I'm finally in the place in my life where I can make these decisions in my life now. Um, so I'm like, yeah. Um, this is going to happen um then yeah went to japan for the first time for the first time traveling by myself um and then for the first it was a, it was about a whole bunch of first times <laughs> that was that was japan a whole bunch of first times and then me and my friend and it was just and it was it was instant instant like <laughs> like you know like it, it was weird because it's like oh like because when we, she like she was supposed to be waiting for me when i came out but she had to go use the bathroom and i'm like she was like oh so like i'm but gotta use the bathroom just go um exchange your money or do something or whatever so i'm like all right i guess and i was going to exchange and i'm like and she finally pulled up and it, and it wasn't like oh like it's you type thing. Like it wasn't like awkward. It was like we we just we just picked up the conversation of our text to in person. Like oh yeah, like yeah, I'm here exchanging my money, 
and then then it was like a formal greeting like oh nice to finally meet you type thing like like, we're finally seeing each other in person um and then like i said it it became a running gag of like like i said it's, it's no longer like we're just voices in each other's ears when we call each other like you're actually right here in front of me like we can actually have conversations more frequently now because you know the time distance it's like you know when she's sleeping i'm awake when i'm awake she's sleeping oh did i just say that twice <laughs> but you get the point um so it's like now i we can actually just talk right here right now whatever's on my mind let's just talk about it <laughs> and sightsee and experience japan and yeah it was great i needed that one um and yeah japan was i think and the funny thing it it wasn't it wasn't it definitely was not enough time but it was definitely like one of like my highlights in life um i definitely fell in love with like because i know there's like this people who like oh like you idolize something and then you finally do it it's like oh this actually wasn't um maybe we idolize things too much because of what you know because you know japan isn't all it's not like the animes there's different there's different rules and different structures that i learned about that that's like not really over here um so it was like oh i didn't know about that oh interesting um but it was it was a great experience it was it blew my expectations out and of course again i don't give i mean i given her enough props and respect for being able to jam-packed a week um into everything that we was able to just experience in just that short amount of time um and yeah (laughs) um and then last but not least um the best thing of the year was to finally to come out of the year um you know overcoming that that mental hurdle i had when i started the year which is crazy um like i said i wanted to do so much and i, I everything just got put on pause because of the stuff i was going through in my mind and all the things i was thinking about so it was nice to finally take that step back from the world and be with myself and then also traveling and being in different parts of the world it's like literally like especially like america america is just weird <laughs> uh, i have my own theories about america <laughs> um, but, um to just break away from this part of society and this mindset and finally just be with my be to myself and my thoughts and also exploring new things and understanding new things and coming up to a new space in my life of comfort and understanding and yeah to walk away with at the to walk away from that year better um you know that's there's things 
it's you know I, I always pray for you know to be able to have the strength to overcome the obstacles in life because there's always going to be obstacles in life I just pray to have the strength to do it and the thing about the obstacles in life is you don't know how long they're gonna last like I said this lasted pretty much the entire year and I, I and I, I apologize to her for this but even like she was able to get a glimpse of that when I was in Japan like for a good hour or two I shut down on her because of my mind just went left and then other stuff was happening at the same time and I just shut down on her like I just wasn't speaking and I was just like you know NPC mode just walking around following her around <laughs> so I was just like I shut down for a moment like yeah um I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> um, I was talking too much, man. Uh, this is supposed to be a short episode. This is like long. <laughs> um, but yeah, to over, just just to overcome all of that and to finally walk away better, and you know that's always the best thing. You know, to walk away better than you were previous when you started. Um, that's that's always like my New Year resolution to you know be better than I was the previous year um so yeah uh, yeah I think I'm just gonna <laughs> about time to wrap this up um so hope you guys enjoyed this long rambling of stuff I was doing all last year <laughs> um hopefully I can get back into I keep saying that but hopefully I can get back into making all episodes it's just what it is is I don't know what else to talk about like I felt like because what it is is that I don't want to just talk about things like it's easy for me to just pick up random mental health stuff and try to sound like some mental health girl but what it is is that I like to tie my life into it like I want to tell you things that that are present in people's lives but it's also present in my life and here's what I did to go through it and hopefully it it gives you an idea of what you can do to get through whatever situation you're getting through like I'm not trying to be the end or be all decisions I just want to spark dialogue and open your mind to different possibilities to things that's happening in your life because everybody's going through things and I just want to be a voice for you because I didn't really have a voice for me when I was going through things. Um, so bear with me if um, episodes are delaying again because it's just I just don't know what to talk about, especially with everything like, you know. I don't want to say like, hey, my life is perfect right now, so screw you guys. I'm done making this. Like, like I said, I went through a whole year of what I went through, <laughs> um, and it, like I said, it put me on hold on enjoying a lot of things, and it put me on hold on making this podcast. Um, so we all go through things. Um, we don't just don't know when it's gonna happen, and you don't know how long it's gonna happen for. But like I said, for whatever it is that you need to 
do to prepare yourself to be ready to take on that challenge you know that's what it's about just taking on the challenge passing the test learning from it understanding it and you know hopefully you become better from it and yeah that's that <laughs> so yeah um but until next time um hope you all have a great day a great week and yeah peace <laughs>